WNRI's Upfront. The opinions expressed represent those only of the panel and callers and do not reflect the views of WNRI and its owners. Telephone lines are now open at 7690600. And now, let's join the Upfront Panel. Upfront Panel is yours truly, Dick Bouchard, on Mondays. Thank you very much for tuning in and uh, staying with us. Thank you, uh, Jeff Gamash, for sitting in for my brother, Roger, on special assignment. And um, I'm going to be here until 9 o'clock this morning, if you care to join me and talk uh, with respect to uh, whatever it is I have uh, going on, by all means, uh, you're welcome to do so. In the meantime, uh, I have uh, five pages of things prepared to talk about, and uh, you may wish to, you may wish to uh, join me and, uh, and be part of the uh, program. Then again, uh, you might want to just be a listener, and nothing wrong with that as well. Republicans go to the Rhode Island Supreme Court to fight the Rhode Island Secretary of State is my first item. And um, I'm bringing this up because uh, there is kind of a little issue here with respect to the Secretary of State and, uh, and how she does things. They say, Republicans say, uh, it would open the door to mail ballot fraud. And on Monday, they asked the high courts to step in and stop Nellie Gorbia from distributing mail ballots without witness signature lines. Now, you may, you may recall that uh, what happened uh, after that uh, is that uh, we lost the case. The appeal came after the First Circuit Court of Appeals on Friday denied the GOP's challenge of the U.S. District Court Judge Mary McElroy's decision to allow the waiver of witness requirements. So, the bottom line, ladies and gentlemen, is simply this. If we have mail ballots and nobody has witnessed them, and that's the way it's going to be, how safe is our next election going to be? Is there going to be any phoniness, you think? There are some who say yes to that. Dr. Fauci. Dr. Fauci, uh, again, I'm no fan of him, would be dictator of the new norm, has used the coronavirus, which he openly predicted in 2017, by the way, to freeze the rights of hundreds of millions of Americans. This is based on a cocktail of arrogance, D.C. privilege, and fraud. Now, Fauci has declared masks are forever. Handshakes are a thing of the past. And hydrochloroquine is useless against COVID-19. All of this as Coronavirus weakens coast to coast. Fauci's motives and directives have made it clear that he's the face man and the key for the success of an emerging new world order system. Where we're all vaccinated and tracked like animals as our technocratic social media scores determine whether we live or die. What do you think of that story? Well, I'm going to tell you, Dr. Fauci and uh, Dick Bouchard have, uh, frankly, nothing in common. Can't stand the guy. And I haven't been able to take him since the first time I learned he existed when he contradicted his boss, the President of the United States, during a press conference. You're listening to the Upfront Program. My name is Dick Bouchard. Last week I told you about that seven-year-old boy who died after he fell in a shower. And they called his death COVID-19 related. Remember that story? You, I, mean, I mean, I can't help but tell you about it. Um, they still have not conducted an autopsy on the boy, believe it or not. But the story was aired 
by the mainstream media to support their contention that schools should not reopen. Now we learn that the shower the boy reportedly was taken was actually a shower in a bathtub filled with water. And the cause of death may have actually been from drowning due to a fall that he took in his bathtub water. The African-American boy was found unconscious in the bathtub and rescue workers were unable to revive him. What this all had to do with COVID-19 should really concern you, especially if you have children or grandchildren uh, who are worried about reopening of school because this one story about this seven-year-old boy has caused schools from coast to coast say, oh, because of the death of that seven-year-old boy, we don't want schools to reopen. For God's sakes, he fell in a bathtub full of water, and he may have drowned. I'm still trying to follow this story for you folks. Is anybody else telling you about it? The average American believes that 30 million people, or 9% of the country's population, have died from the coronavirus. This according to a recent research uh, survey. Now, the official figure is actually less than 155,000, or 225 times smaller. But the average American, I repeat, believes... That 30 million people, or 9% of the country's population, have died from the pandemic. It's totally baloney. Now, the mainstream media is doing their part to keep a large percentage of you Americans hysterical. And believe me, I know of several. I've run into them. A new survey by research firm Kesk CNC has found. That on average, people in the U.S. think 9% of the population, around 30 million people, have died from the coronavirus when the actual figure has been around 155,000 or 0.0047%, not 9%. And by the way, the survey, the survey results uh, generally across six countries including America, found that people think that the coronavirus is far more widespread than it actually is. For example, in Sweden and the U.K. in particular, people vastly overestimate the number of lives COVID-19 has claimed. Despite relatively low incident rates compared to Earlier in the pandemic in most countries, with the exception of the U.S., people significantly overestimate the spread and fatality rate of the disease. So, as I just told you, the survey found that Americans think 9% of the population has died from the virus. Totally wrong. Um, the actual death toll, as I told you, right now is at 163,370, probably a little bit more since I wrote that. So since 9%, the actual death toll right now is totally wrong. Um, Americans' estimate of this uh, death rate is 225 times higher than the actual number. So here's some question about the validity of the actual figures. Now, I can go on to give it to you by country. I don't want to. But people in the U.S. also believe that 20% of Americans have had the coronavirus. And by the way, that's 20 times higher than the actual number of confirmed cases. And by the way, I want to stop right here. I've been hearing about people who have had to take these stupid uh, tests who do it over and over and over again because of the job they have. I'm not going to mention names, but I know some people who are in the healthcare business who, because of the business that they're in, have to take one of these tests every single week. This has been going on for months. Count the number of weeks is like, uh, I don't know, 20-some-odd weeks times uh, every week times the number of people in the healthcare industry, which is start with that. And that gives you an idea 
as to the inflated number of actual COVID-19 tests that are being taken and are being forced to be taken by some people where they work. In some cases, this has resulted in bizarre behavior, such as people literally leaping out of the way of other people. And by the way, I've seen that happen to me. They actually jump out of the way because I'm, I'm walking down an aisle in a supermarket. Are you serious? And people being too scared to go outside. Oh, my God. We can thank a couple of names that come to mind, Dr. Fauci and uh, our tyrant governor, Gina Raimondo, for some of this. The innumerable incidents involving aggressive confrontations and, in some cases, violent attacks on others for the sin of not social distancing or wearing a mask can also partly be explained by media scaremongering coverage of the pandemic. And this comes from summit.news.com. Summit.news. All right. Well, there's just a little bit to get us started this morning of some of the research that I've done, and that actually goes back about a week here on the Upfront program. And we're glad to have you with us here on the program. We're here every, um, oh, let's see, Monday. Mondays only, thank goodness. And on occasion, very rare occasions, uh, like uh, last Monday, I sit in for somebody else who may need some time off. We'll be back shortly. Are you thinking about opening a business or expanding your existing business? Do you need a building to rent or purchase? Call one of the best commercial realtors around who has helped over 30 businesses start up or grow in our community. Contact Garrett Mansuri at Gateway Realty, who can help you find that place that works for you. His phone number is 401-651-1519. And start your search today. There's plenty of office, retail, manufacturing, industrial, or vacant land properties out there on the market. And Garrett Mansuri can find it for you. His phone number again is 401-651-1519. So give him a call today. And I'd like to tell you, if I may, about my friend uh, Al Gagnon. Uh, he's the guy with the little red truck. And uh, if you've ever been uh, over to the uh, uh, Wright's uh, Dairy Farm and they've got a big pile of manure, and they say, listen, help yourself, this is free. Um you say, I don't want to put it in the back seat of my car. Why don't you give Al a call? He'll bring his little red truck up there. He'll pick up as much as you want and bring it to you. His number is 766-1919 for more information. And also, I like to tell you once in a while that um, his company also specializes in household and commercial storage for the public. They rent uh, 45-foot, 48-foot storage trailers. They have 20- and 40-foot containers, too. So if you're looking to store some seasonal items like maybe a snowmobile or um, maybe a motorcycle that you've been using this summer and fall's coming up upon us, give Al a call, and he can help you out. Here's the number again, 766-1919, for more information about A&R Trailer Rental. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. And the panel on Mondays is um, one person, yours truly, Dick Bouchard. And it's kind of a synopsis of uh, things that I've come across during the week that I thought you may not have heard about. For example, did you know that Denmark boasts one of the lowest COVID-19 death rates in the world? As of August the 4th, the Danes have suffered exactly 616 COVID-19 deaths, according to figures from Johns Hopkins University. Now, that's less than one-third of the number of Danes who died from pneumonia or influenza last year. Despite this success... Danish leaders recently found themselves on the defensive from their own mainstream media over there. It, the reason is that the Danes were not wearing any face masks. And local authorities, for the most part, aren't even recommending them. 
because Danish health officials have said there is little conclusive evidence that face masks are an effective way to limit the spread of respiratory viruses. This was an answer to Danish newspapers pointing out that, hey, Americans are are wearing face masks and they're complying. Denmark only suggests but does not order public transit riders to wear face masks. And they say that's because it actually could make individuals wearing such masks could actually get sicker and exacerbate the spread of the virus. And Cohen Bereds, who's a spokesman for the National Institute of Health, uh, that's Dr. Fauci's outfit, by the way, says there is no benefit to face masks and there may even be a negative impact. Well, what do you know? Face masks in public places, he says, are not necessary based on all the current evidence. The problem with mask mandates is that public health officials are not merely recommending a precaution that may or may not be effective. Remember, you may have voted for Gina Raimondo, who orders you to wear the face masks. I did not. And do I detest wearing face masks? You bet I do. Good morning, you're on WNRI. Hi, um, do you know what the story is? Like, I live close to the Massachusetts border. Yes. Am I, am I be able to go over there? Absolutely. Don't even listen to these morons. Yes, go right across the border as many times as you want. Uh, I think I've been across the border about uh, 15 times this past week. And uh, guess what? I'm still here. I have not been arrested. I have not caught, and by the way, I'm 82 years old, and I have, I have not caught coronavirus. Uh, I, I don't even know anybody who's died. I have one cousin who was sick with, the, with coronavirus, and he's in uh, Naples, Florida, 1,500 miles from here. And uh, he since has recovered. And uh, by the way, he did have something very seriously wrong with him before he caught it. His wife was uh, was tested several times, by the way, so they count it, you know, as a new test every time. And uh, she caught it, they claim, but never got any symptoms. So, you know, 98% of this is bull crap. And I'm going to tell you, my position on the whole topic is that I think it's all about, let's see if we can use this to get Orange Man out of office. And that would be Donald Trump. Oh, my God. I'll tell you one thing. I heard on the news that um, that more people are buying stuff for their lawn, Trump's flags and all that. You don't hear anything about Biden. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're absolutely right. By the way, I've got two uh, Donald Trump flags. I was just waiting for the Republican convention to officially nominate him. And uh, I'm going to pit them, put them up and light them so that uh, they'll be on my property 24 hours a day. And I dare somebody to try and steal that flag. They will be in for one hell of an unpleasant surprise. I'm buying one, too. I know where to go. Yes. Um, it's around North Providence somewhere. I just got to get there. Okay. Oh, they, they sell them right over here in Bellingham. Just cross the border and go up uh, Scott Hill Road. There's a guy there selling uh, Trump flags there as well. Got Hill Road in Bellingham? Yeah, yeah. You go to what they call Crook's Corner. You know that what the one that's got nine, 19 different settings of the traffic light there and where Dean Bank is? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. over there? Yeah, just go up the road a little bit on the left-hand side, and there's somebody selling uh, Trump stuff. And uh, what's the name of the, the, the street? Scott Hill Road. Scott Hill Road. You got it. And you know what? I don't believe the polls at all. This, you know, uh, who are they polling? All the Democrats. That's that's how they do it. Yeah. You, it, you know, you're so smart. You've got it. You've got it all figured out. Well, I listen to Fox News all the time. Good idea. Well, Probably a good idea to listen to this show too. I kind of kind of capture over the what happened over the course of the week. And I'm pleased you're listening. By the way. Where was that? I said I'm pleased that you are listening. By the way. Oh yeah, I always listen. I love the radio. Thank you. you. Know? Yep. And I got all the TV shows that I want to watch. <laughs> okay. Well, we're glad you tune in our station. We love you. Thank you. Thank you. You have a great day. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. See, see how that poor woman 
has been brainwashed into thinking that she can't go into Massachusetts. By go into Massachusetts? Are you serious? Don't listen to those morons. <laughs> Just go across the border. You, know, you want to go there and uh, do your shopping in Massachusetts? Go ahead. You save 2% on your sales tax even. Oh, good God. But uh, I think she's got the idea. And by the way, yeah, there's somebody there. I, I, I don't know who's doing it, but somebody has a big sign up. You want to buy some Trump signs and Trump flags and what have you, you can get them there. And I imagine you can go see my buddy uh, Oscar over at American uh, Beauty Signs. I think he's got some. Uh, he hasn't really mentioned that they were for sale because he makes them up for other people. But I bet you could buy a sign from from Oscar as well. This is the Upfront Program. My name is Dick Bouchard, aggravating liberals from uh, one end of the city to the other and around southern New England as far as you can hear us. Did you know the vote to defund the police cut salaries by the progressive Democrat Seattle City Council was 7 to 1? And you're saying, well, at least there was one person. No, no. The person who voted no did not think the cuts were enough to defund the police. They wanted more. Remember what I told you, folks. Stay away from Seattle, Washington. This story comes from thelibertydaily.com. And by the way, not everybody has a computer, so I realize that you don't get to read uh, all the news that I read on 20 different websites that I read just for you. For example, what did you think of Sleepy Joe Biden's pick of Kamala Harris as his running mate. Do you really give a damn how we pronounce her first name? Someone who lives in Alaska has pointed out that Harris is an anchor baby because she was born of parents, one from India and the other from Jamaica, who were not citizens at the time of her birth. Does that concern you at all? Maybe it doesn't. I'm, I'm probably... But the, the, the point they were trying to get at here was maybe if Joe kicks the bucket during his term, there might be some question about whether or not anchor babies can move up to the presidency. I don't know. I'm not a uh, scholar uh, on how that all works out. But I do know there is such a thing as continuity of government. Hey, last week I mentioned that President Trump got involved when he learned that 20% of people who worked for the government-owned Tennessee Valley Authority, owned by the U.S. government, were foreign workers. Remember I talked about this last week? And what Trump did is he ordered them let go. In other words, he fired them. And American workers who were displaced are to be returned to their jobs. Good for you, President Trump. While Trump was looking into this, he also discovered that the CEO of the Tennessee Valley Authority was getting paid $9 million a year for the job. And he called that salary outrageous. So do I. The salary of the CEO is now under review thanks to President Trump and no one else. Now, I know up here in Rhode Island, you say, well, what the hell's that got to do with us? Well, since the U.S. government owns the TVA, you, as a federal taxpayer, help to pay that $9 million a year that character's getting, who was hiring foreign nationals to the point where 20% of the workers there we're not even Americans. Hey, we talked about that horrible blast in Lebanon last week, remember? Here's more information for you. I, I know the story is taking a back seat, and there's good reason, because they don't like the way this story has turned. But in a brief televised speech on Monday, the Prime Minister, Hassan Dayab, said he was taking a back step. So he can stand with the Lebanese people and fight the battle for the change alongside them. So he said, quote, I declare today the resignation of this government. May God protect Lebanon, he said. 
he went on to say, today, we're heeding the people and their demands to hold government accountable for those responsible for the disaster, which, at the last count that I found, killed more than 150 people. At least nine members of parliament have resigned since the blasts, with many more ministers wanting to resign. Reuters reported, citing uh, political sources, the exact cause of the explosion, and we gave you some suggestions last week as to what they were, still has yet to be determined. Infowars.com, the source of my story. This is the Upfront program. There was some speculation among some people that Gina Raimondo was among the women that Joe Biden was vetting for the vice presidency. Wrong! USA Today reports that wasn't true. Raimondo was not a finalist. As USA Today revealed who the 11 women were who were being vetted for the job that Kamala Harris got last week. Here's the list of 11. Starting off with Harris... Valez Demings, a former Florida police officer, was one of them. Senator Tammy Duckworth of Illinois. They were interviewed. And then eight other women were vetted. One of them you might be familiar with is Senator Elizabeth Warren from Massachusetts. Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer was interviewed. California U.S. Representative Karen Bass. Atlanta Mayor Keisha Lance Bottoms was interviewed. New Mexico Governor Michelle Luan Graham. She's a voting rights activist. And Stacey Abrams, former National Security Advisor Susan Rice and Wisconsin Senator Tammy Baldwin. Those were the people that were on the list of 11 that were finalists. And Gina Raimondo was not one of them, no matter what you might have heard from other people. USA Today is my source. How about this one from the Washington Examiner? They reported Thursday that New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio is now dead last on the economic recovery list and a new list forming. People are fleeing New York City in droves. I've heard this personally from my friends in upstate New York who say that's kind of where they're fleeing to. Economist Stephen Moore added, you're seeing a migration of people out of these high-tax states. It's really putting a stress on the budgets of states like New York, Connecticut, New Jersey, and yes, Rhode Island. While New York is at the bottom of the economic outlook list, at number 50, guess where Rhode Island is? Number 43 out of 50. Vermont is number 49 out of 50, and New Jersey is number 48. How do you like being on a list of um, states that have budgets that are in serious trouble. <laughs> As if we didn't know that here in Rhode Island. Hi, you're next on WNRI. Good morning, Dick. Um, I have a cousin that goes back to Croatia every year for two months. He bought his tickets in June. He got a call from his travel agent and said, are you, do you hold the Yugoslavian passport? He said, no. They won't even let you on the plane to go over there. And the reason why I bring that up is Russia and China have put a lot of planes and missiles. I think it's in Bosnia. might be Serbia, but I think it's Bosnia. Russian and German planes, Russian and China planes and missiles. And now Trump has taken a lot of troops out of Germany and putting them in Poland. I think that's the That's area. correct. You're correct. That's, that's got to be watched very, very carefully because if they get a, a foothold in there, 
that, you know, they could take over the smaller countries one by one. Let me pose something to you, seriously. Would you want to put yourself in a plane, even with a mask on, with a uh, 100 other people uh, whom you do not know, have no idea if they're carrying, uh, would you rather just stay here in the good old USA? I'll tell you what. We go out once a week if it's a doctor's appointment, because now you go to doctors. And I do my shopping that one day. We wear our masks. We wear our gloves. We um, put the peroxide around our nose. And when we come back, you know, if we come out of the stores, we sanitize our hands again. And I do not let anybody in my house. So I might be, we may be overdoing it, but if we get it, I don't want to have to say, I wish I had done this and that. I don't see anything wrong with what you're doing. Before I sat down and talked into this microphone this morning, I went and got alcohol and peroxide, and we have what we call a spit guard in front of the microphone. And I cleaned that spit guard uh, back and front before I said one word into this microphone. So, like you, I'm uh, very careful, uh, you know, uh, particularly at my age, because as you, yeah. <laughs> as you, as you probably know, uh, 80% of the people who die from this thing are actually senior citizens. That's us. That's us. <laughs> so, the answer to the question when I get on a plane... Definitely not. Me neither. No. I'd would love to see people in Florida, but no way. Only way okay. I go to Florida is if I drive there. Yeah. Well. And I'm thinking of doing it, by the way. After all, well, I own a I own a prop. I own. I think I own fourteen. Either own thirteen or fourteen properties in Florida. So, I mean, I have reason to go there. I mean, yes. it's business and pleasure both. But I have a personal uh, vacation property in Hollywood, Florida, and the rest of my properties are over on the uh, other coast, the West Coast. And frankly, I have no interest in even crossing over seventy-five miles away. But. You know, once I drive three uh, 1,500 miles to get there, I'm not really interested in driving another 150 miles round trip if you follow my drift. Yeah, I don't think with, you know, my husband and I's medical problems, we, we should take that trip by car. But I would love to go see people, uh, cousin, dear cousin, in uh, Boca Raton and then one in Naples. Mm -hmm. I would love to see them, but out of the question. Yeah, that's where my properties are. By the way, my cousin who uh, contracted COVID-19 also lives in Naples, and he's the one oh. that manages my property for me. Oh, for crying out loud. In a small world, isn't it? <laughs> oh, that, that, that cousin told me he belongs to, you know, I could, I've said it before, I could have got a job with them in New Jersey years ago, but no way would I travel in that traffic but um they all retired millionaires and he tells me he joined his country club dues of 50,000 a year yes. said, oh, oh my, my god <laughs> uh, you know I said no I just you know money never really mattered that much to me I, you know there were times we didn't have anything you know, I would do my washing in the tub with the scrub board because I just didn't have money. I got but, it. But um, there's no, you know, I always said that we have our health, we have food in the house, a roof over our head. That works you know, for you and me both. <laughs> I'm very satisfied. Anyways, I think that we better uh, watch that country very, very closely. We'll China. keep an eye on it for you. Thanks for Thank calling, you. Helen. Yeah, take a trip there and let me know. <laughs> no, 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 I will not. <laughs> Catch you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, got another caller standing by. Hello, you're next on WNRI. Hi, Richard. Uh, is is uh, Gene Tillman coming back? Say again? Is Gene Tillman coming back? Is uh, your... Gene Tillman. Yes, Friday nights. Friday night at 6? Friday nights at 6. Oh, thank you, John. You're very Bye. welcome. Okay. Wants to know if 
it, he was difficult to understand. Maybe you heard him better than I did in my headphones. But um, is Jeannie Kerwin coming back? Yes, we've assigned her the opening that um, was left by the uh, passing of uh, my good friend Al Brand. You are listening to the Upfront Program. Thank you for being here. Champs Liquors for Keyway, 481 Clinton Street, Woonsocket. Still on sale, Tisdale Wines from California. In six varieties, including a Pinot Grigio, Merlot, Cabernet, White Zinfandel, Chardonnay, and a Moscato. And yes, it's still two bottles for $10. Share in life's endless possibilities with Tisdale Vineyards of California. Quality wine. And we continue the best price in town on Bud and Bud Light. 30-pack, 25 50 plus tax. Champs Liquors for Keyway, Clinton Street, Woonsocket. Champs Liquors now offers in-store shopping. Come on in and browse around. You're welcomed. Social distancing observed at Champs Liquors. And remember, if you have a question, call us at 765-1800 and we'll cheerfully answer any question you have about beer, wine, and liquors. Champs Liquors or Keyway, Woonsocket. Hey, did you see this new ad on TV where you... If uh, you're a safe driver, you can save 40%. Want to learn more? Just pick up the phone and call the Benjamin Insurance Agency, and they'll tell you all about it. More money remains with you when you switch to Allstate. Been in an accident? You can also ask Allstate about accident forgiveness. And while uh, you're at the agency, uh, you might want to, uh, well, ask any questions you have about um, your Insurance policies. Maybe you've got homeowner's insurance, like I had, and I switched it over to uh, Allstate. Uh, and um, I also put my cars uh, on the same policy. That gave me a nice discount. You want to learn all about this stuff, 765-5000 to get a quote. File a claim, ask any questions, or you can stop in. Where are they? Well, they're right across the street from the CVS at Dowling Village. You know where the CVS store is, right? Okay. Instead of hanging a left, you hang a right. Their friendly all-women staff can provide you with all kinds of insurance. You can talk to uh, Kara's mother, Celeste, about investment products. Here's the number again, 765-5000. Remember, folks, you are in good hands with Allstate. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. The panel on Mondays is uh, singular. Yours truly, Dick Bouchard, a panel of one. Hi, you're next on WNRI. Uh, good morning. I should like to make a comment. Good morning, Chuck. How are you? Thank you. I'm fine, thank you. Um, I just have a quick question I want to throw out there since there's no public good and welfare at council meetings now. Sure. And I guess I can use this as a public good Why and not? welfare statement. <laughs> um, and that is... I understand that on the agenda for tonight's meeting is a, a fee that's being proposed for businesses in Winsocket, yet another fee, oh, a licensing wow. fee. Really? Yeah. And so what my question is... is that, would that well, include us? <laughs> We're a business. Well, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. Does that include all businesses or just new businesses? I don't understand that, but I, that's I part not. of the question. <laughs> We've got but, enough problems here. But... Uh, but my bigger question is, okay, we need to become business-friendly in this city. Yeah. And I'm not criticizing the need for the city to have revenue, but how does adding yet another fee to our businesses, whether new or existing or both, how does that help the situation? Well, let me give you an example of the situation that we're in here. Um, you know, we're not paying for a license uh, to operate here to the city of Woonsocket. Why? Because we're federally licensed. Do you know that we pay over $2,000 a year for our federal license to operate this radio station? So, you know, uh, so let's look into little things like that. So what do they want to charge? even if they wanted to charge us $10 a year for the city of Woonsocket license, excuse me, we're already licensed with the state of Rhode Island, we're licensed with the federal government, and you want to add another license? Are you sick? Well, that's, that's kind of my point. Thank you. In that, in that I, I, I don't think it's going to help the business climate here. There's already an issue that everybody knows about as far as taxes, and <laughs> I... I I'm, I'm just concerned that 
okay, let's just have yet another reason for businesses to not look at the city. Actually. So I'm, I'm just raising that as, as a question because I don't get it. And I really don't think it's, it's a good move at all. All right. Sounds like a good item for them to table for the rest of their lives. Well, I don't know if they're going to table it. I don't know what they're going to do about it. Since I have no way of giving any input except for this phone call, then this is what I'm doing. Well, I thank appreciate it. Thank you very it. much. And Bye-bye. I thank you for the call. You're welcome. Bye-bye. And thanks for bringing it to my attention because, frankly, I had uh, no knowledge of it at all. I just, uh, frankly, have had uh, a lot more on my mind uh, than what's going on at the city council meetings. Uh, hi, you're next on WNRI. Good morning, Rock and Dick. Good morning, Bob. How are you? Yes, uh, not too bad. No, the last caller, you know, uh, talked about, you know, all these different you know, fees or taxes that governments try to uh, hoist upon the, uh, the populace just to feed the pig, so to speak. Um, that's why a lot of a lot of times, like you look at New York City, you know, they, you know we all pay federal taxes, we all pay state taxes, but in New York City, they, they have a city, city tax. tax. That's right. I mean, it, it's to me is that you know it, it, it just it just proves to you that government is out of control. They can't live within their means, and the fact is is that people are only going to take so much before they start walking, and they walk in and they walk away with you know with me moving out of state to some of the less less uh, arduous tax situation. Yeah, you're right. And, and, I mean, I even look at Rhode Island. You look over the course of time through the years what what they've done in Rhode Island. We run about a $250 million shortfall every year. Then they take the money grab from the other accounts, but they got caught with their hand in a cookie jar dealing <laughs> with the, uh, uh, was it the, was it the, uh, nine, uh, the emergency the, system? Yeah, the 9-11 money, yeah. 9-11 money. And, uh, they weren't supposed to do that, right? But like I said, unfortunately, you know, who's who's, you know, who's watching? Who's watching who? You know, and that's <laughs> and that's the whole thing because they could do it. Others have done it before, but finally, somebody you know filed a complaint against the government, and, and guess what? They lost in court. Yep. So I, I mean, it's, a, it's you need vigilance today. So we, the people need to pay more attention to what their government is doing, and to be boisterous about it. You know. Go public, and, and we have to fight the government because if the government is now government is now becoming our enemy. To a large extent, uh, that's uh, somewhat true. Yes, uh, <laughs> I, I, you know, I, and I worked for the government for so many years. Uh, as a matter of fact, right now I'm filing an appeal with FEMA because one person in Washington says that my resume. Uh, with emergency, I have 50-some-odd years of emergency management experience. They said that I wasn't qualified enough to take an entry-level position with FEMA. <laughs> I just, what? <laughs> so I, I thought I'd just bust them up, and I sent a three-page uh, appeal to Washington. Because uh, there's some jerk at HR that uh, simply doesn't know me and uh, wants to uh, put me through some grief. So you know what? I thought I'd put that person through some grief myself. Well, I hope you had the one of our senators, you know, put a little muscle behind that. Your, your uh, I don't care. As I said earlier, I don't even want to fly in a plane, so I hope I don't win, actually. <laughs> I'm yeah, just uh, trying to aggravate him. But, Dick, you have to look at it from a standpoint. It just proves to you that these mental pygmy, pygmies in Washington, you know, without rhyme or reason, once they look at your resume... How can they say you're not qualified? Yeah, I sent them a, I sent them a copy of their own paperwork, which shows that I uh, performed perfectly at 47 federal disasters. <laughs> so I said, I wonder what they're going to do with that as they read the appeal. Oh, Richard, maybe maybe what should happen is that you could you could have the 48th and replace that clown. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> All right, Bob. Thanks for calling. Catch you later. Bye-bye. President Donald Trump said on Friday that he's readying um, these checks to go out to American families, but blame Democrats for holding up the deal. Remember the talks broke down a week ago. As a a matter of fact, he said he's directed the Secretary of the Treasury to get the checks ready, $3,400 for a family of four, to all Americans 
But Democrats are holding this up because of the, they have to approve of this, of course. So what happened instead? The Senate went home last week. And as you know, the House hasn't been in, in session all summer. But now Nancy Pelosi says well, she wants to call them back because she, she's concerned about the post office. What? <laughs> um, oh, one more thing before I take my next break. I promised you I would not take a dime of salary as your president. Who said that? Well, it wasn't Barack Obama, I assure you. He took every nickel. I donate the entire $400,000 salary, and he gets paid quarterly. So he said uh, last week, it is my honor to give $100,000, one quarter of his salary, to the National Park Service, and he earmarked it to help repair and restore our great national monuments. Oh, you didn't read about this? Oh, I wonder how come that he said are so important to our American history. Thank you, he said. Congress approval rate these days is down in the teens, and and they say, gee, President Trump's only got a 49% approval rating. How about looking at your own approval rating, Congress? Wright's Bakery and Dairy Farm announces, while we have paused in-store shopping for now, we have curbside pickup daily during our regular business hours, Monday through Saturday, 8 a.m. to 7 p.m., and Sundays, 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. Milk, cream, eggs, cheese, bread, ice cream, cakes, and more than 70 of your favorite bakery items are available every day for pickup. There are three ways to order. One by phone, call the farm at 401-767-3014 extension 4 to place your order. Pay by credit card and select a pickup day and time. Two, on site. Order from your car, online or over the phone. Wait in your vehicle while our team in real time fills your order. Wait times may vary. And number three, to view our current menu and place an order online or to view frequently asked questions, go to rightsdairyfarm.com. Stay safe while we work through these unusual times. This message from Wright's Bakery and Dairy Farm, North Smithfield. The Roast House is open seven days a week and our hours are 11.30 a.m. to 9 p.m. And we're featuring outside dining and inside dining and, of course, takeout. To make a reservation to dine or to place an order at the Roast House, call 508-883-7700. And check our menu on the Internet for theroasthouse.com. Thank you for your support during this period of transition. The Roast House, Palm Street, Blackstone. We welcome back old and new customers for inside and outside dining. Kayer Kosher, your accounting, financial planning, tax preparation, and business consulting services of Woonsocket and Warwick. 600 Cass Avenue, Woonsocket, Jefferson Boulevard, and Warwick. Call us locally at 766-8100. Remember, outside of the tax season, we do planning for business, individuals, and families. We're Kayer Kosher. We're certified public accountants. Again, our local number, 766-8100. And remember, having Kayer Kosher to consult with on your personal financial situation is like having all the right answers. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. You may have heard about it. President Donald Trump lost his brother Robert over the weekend. He was 71 years old, and reports are that he hit his head in a fall recently, and that may have contributed to his demise. President Trump flew to New York City Friday to visit with him one day before he passed away. Our sympathy to President Trump on the loss of his brother. The New York City Police Department has decided to endorse President Trump for re-election. And Trump accepted the endorsement in a White House ceremony. The president said today, quote, It was my great honor to proudly accept the endorsement of the NYCPBA, that's their union, I have deeply and profoundly admired the brave men and women of the NYPD for my entire life. Remember, he's got uh, Trump Tower. He basically lives in New York City part of the time. Um, he said, New York's finest are truly best of the best. He also said, I will never let you down. Now, the NYPD has 36,000 employees, and the union represents 24,000 of them. It was the first time in history... The police union in New York City has ever 
endorsed a presidential candidate. My source, 100percentfedup.com. Dr. Fauci said on ABC TV August 14th, he can't understand why voters cannot vote in person this fall. Democrats went nuts when Fauci made that statement this weekend, in fact, yesterday it was, as they continue to try to push vote by mail. Democrats have been pushing for this because they say it's the safest for Americans to vote by mail. Proof of identity, of course, is the difference between the two ways of voting. So this is why the president's been pushing back on the proposal by Democrats to use the mail. If Americans can't, can go to Walmart, um, says Fauci, they can get in line to vote. Just practice social distancing. 100percentfedup.com is my source. Rhode Island movie star James Woods continues to support President Trump and thanked him publicly on Twitter uh, last week. Think of all the things about the deep state that President Trump knows but can't tell us. He sends a message to Americans in the tweet uh, agreeing with the warning that James Woods tweeted out. This truly is the most important election in American's history, and our president knows it better than anyone. And President Trump responded to Woods, a Rhode Island guy. Thank you, James. Sadly, you are 100% correct. This is our last stand, folks, and here's your last defender. If they take him down, America's gone forever. Vote for Donald Trump like your life depends on it, says James Woods, movie actor. Did you know on Thursday... Attorney General William Barr announced a total of four Facebook accounts, four websites, and 300 cryptocurrency accounts that are linked to al-Qaeda, ISIS, and Hamas, dismantled by federal authorities. Seems that millions of dollars worth of cryptocurrency came with it. Hot dog. Glad to hear that. And did you know that Elvis Presley died 43 years ago today. I bet every single one of you listening have a favorite Elvis song that I used to play right here on this same radio station when I was a teenage disc jockey. <laughs> yeah. One person commented that her list of favorites was as follows. Little sister, I got a woman. That's all right. All shook up. Jailhouse rock. Don't be cruel. I could add another dozen to that list, but I can't. I'm all out of time. I'll see you next week. Thank you very much for listening. I love you all. This has been WNRI's Upfront, presented weekday mornings at 8 a.m. Upfront is a regular.